a couple of players are are most likely going to get waived or have already been waived uh, after this trade deadline. And uh, with with LeBron talking about how he wanted a playmaker, and and rumors that Darren Williams might get waived that's in Dallas, do you think that's a good fit? You think he could give them the kind of both uh, you know late game and off the bench. Uh, leadership in that position. I mean, in, in the time that he's been on the court, you look at his season averages of 13 points, seven assists a game. I think a player like that who who knows where to pass the ball and to put people in the right positions, I think that that's very high value to the Cavs. I think that's exactly what LeBron wanted. A player that I thought that they should go after was someone like maybe a DJ Augustine or a Jameer Nelson, but they hit the jackpot of a player like Darren Williams. I think he's the perfect player to go into a situation like that to compete for a championship. A player who probably feels like he hasn't reached his career potential. You know, so he's gonna go in there, he's gonna be galvanized, he's gonna be excited and, and ready to go in there and compete for a championship because he has an opportunity that he didn't have a few months ago. He was playing on a team that wasn't even gonna make the playoffs. So I think now to go into Cleveland and him being the piece that LeBron wanted and him being looked at as that because they are now selecting him as he's being waived or bought out rather by Dallas, it's like, okay, I have a situation that wants me. This is what I need for my career, what I want for my career. So I think I think he's a perfect fit. What do you think about Darren Williams there? I like him. Um, the, the only question kind of comes down to injuries and, and health. You know, he, he has had some injury problems over the last few years. And um, also shooting, I mean, I, I think he, he's one of these guys who can get hot and hit the three. But if I'm the defense uh, and I look at Cleveland's roster and he's one of those guys out there on the floor, I'm kind of happy if he's the one taking the three, right? It's the Corvers and J.R. Smith and Fry. That, those are the guys I'm kind of running at them to you know, run them off the line. And if it's like, oh, all right, those guys aren't going to shoot and it's Darren Williams, like, all right, let, let, let's see how that goes. And I'll play the percentages that way. So... To me, that's the only question mark. You know, can he stay healthy for the push? And you know, does it create this opportunity where the defense says, "Oh, well, you're kind of giving me an out here." Um, but in terms of getting Kyrie to play off the ball, right, and be exactly. a scoring guard that he is, a high IQ player um, that's a veteran that just wants to win. That, like you said, he's going to be galvanized by this. This opportunity to win a championship, um, it's 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 a pretty great fit. And you know, a couple of years ago, he everybody's talking that he was the best point guard in the league. And so, uh, when you look at all the championship teams in, in the history of the game, they always have an old veteran in in a role that he's almost too good for. Yes. Uh, yes. You know the overachieving. The Mario Ellies, the Robert Ories, Sean Livingston, uh, this the, the Steve Kerr's on the on the yes. Spurs. Um, you know, there's there's always these guys who um, could obviously have a bigger role on a different team, uh, but know that th- this is the perfect role for them. And yeah, I, I think that one works out really well for both it, of them. It does. I mean I I like that because a player who can get you seven assists in starters minutes, now they're playing a, a, a lesser role. So I think that that does um, affect his injury potential. Yeah. Because now that he's playing less minutes, he's not going to have the ability to get hurt as soon because he's not put in those opportunities. He doesn't have those opportunities to, to injure himself. So I think that that works towards that. And then when you think about putting Darren Williams, 
a guy who knows to, how to pass the ball, and you put him out there with those shooters that they have on their bench, whether it's a Channing Fry or Cal Crover out there with a J.R. Smith, he's going to be the guy to lead that second unit. And you think about that, he was, as you said, a few years ago, one of the top five point guards in the game. His name was up there with the Chris Pauls and the Derrick Roses yeah. when we were talking about great point guards at that time. So to get a guy like that who has that potential that's just being untapped because he hasn't been on the court, if he now has a lesser role that can help him stay on the court and he's with better shooters and there's the LeBron factor because it seems like everybody who plays with LeBron, they play better. And, I mean, when you have a player who's going to, go out there and you know that you have a shot at winning it all every time you go out there, you're going to give it your all. Yeah. You, you, you just have to because you know that if I give it my all with this great player giving it their all, we're unbeatable. So to now put Darren Williams in that situation with those shooters, I think that's just, that was amazing for them. That was a, unexpected, honestly, to me, that Dallas would just let him go. I think maybe at this point in his career with them moving towards Yogi Farrell and finding him, I think the writing was just on the wall that, okay, Maybe it's best if you just moved on because we don't have the opportunities here for you. We want you to play. We like you as a player. It's your hometown. We respect you. So what would you want us to do? And I think that's what Mark Cuban said because they, it's even, I think it was reported that they're going to pay the rest of his contract in the buyout. So it's like to have that much respect for him and to say we're going to let you move on and then be able to go to Cleveland, I think it's, it's, it's the perfect situation there. What about Bogut? Um, he will most likely be waived. Um obviously doesn't fit in on, on Philadelphia. There's a number of teams that he could probably go to. I, I think Houston jumps out as a team that is as close as possible to being like Golden State with all these guards and all these guys that can shoot threes. And, you know, Bogut was such an instrumental part of that by being a guy who sets really good screens right off the ball. And, um, you know, maybe he, he'd fit in there and... and the competitive fire of, of potentially playing against Golden State in the playoffs. Um, you know, he did, didn't exactly love leaving. He didn't. Um, he didn't. he was a bit sour about it. So maybe I there's some there fire was. there. What other teams would he fit in? I mean, I think uh, San Antonio, they were saying, was a possibility. Houston, as you said, the Cavs. I mean, I'm not too sure about Bogut. I'm a little apprehensive about acquiring him only because if a championship team says that you're one of the expendable players, then what, what really is your value? I mean, I know that they had to let go of Bogut and Harrison Barnes to get a player like Kevin Durant, which is a no-brainer, but he was sort of falling out of favor there. He couldn't stay on the court. He wasn't healthy in the prior series. So it was like, is this really a player that we're going to count on? So for him now being a veteran to go into a situation, I think maybe Houston, but does he slow them down in what they want to do? I mean, I know he's a rim protector, so to speak, in some instances, and he can pass the ball. Well, I think he's an underrated passer as a big, but I don't. I don't think he really presents anything that they need. Like, what what is Houston missing? You know what I'm saying? That will put them over the hump. And is Andrew Bogut a piece that would would put them there? I don't know if you bring a player like that on board and you don't have a clear cut role for him. So I think maybe Cleveland would be good because he now fills Chris Anderson role that he wasn't playing. So you have a clear cut. Like, okay, we're going to throw you in here and, and this is what you're going to do. Or maybe even a Spurs where he's going to be on that rotation and he will work well with that team. I think Houston, they don't really have a defined role for him so much. So I don't know if I would want to go there per se. But, I mean, it could be a good fit. You maybe Toronto? Know. He could be a, he could be a very a very good backup behind Valanciunas. You don't get 
that much of a drop off after you sub Valanciunas out, and that that plays to your roster because then you can now have Bogut, Patrick Patterson, um, Norman. I don't know who they're gonna really run at the two. Whether it might be Damari Carroll, whether he's gonna start, I'm not too sure. It could be PJ Tucker with the second unit and Corey Joseph. That's not bad when you when you put it out there like that. That gives them a better chance now of competing, and I think. That's one of the dark horses out there, but I don't know if if, if Jury wants him. I'm not sure. 